Are the Clippers now the NBA's best team? Should the Lakers regret waiting on Kawhi? And where did the Raptors go from here? These questions and much more on this week's podcast. You are listening to the Mic Drop Sports Podcast, dropping the mic on the top stories in sports. Now give it up for your hosts, Mike Schneid and Zach Stein. Welcome to the Mike Drop Sports Podcast. Myself, Mike Schneid, and my rich buddy, Zach Stein, after he won a lot of money on last night's home run derby. Yeah, uh, last night's home run <laughs> derby. I, I, if I just stuck to my guns, I would have done pretty well on the derby. I definitely went nuts on a live bet on Acuna versus Alonzo in that round uh, just because I, I've learned my lesson. Don't bet against a bad BP pitcher. As apparently Alonzo can just fix that mid-match and just hit a million homers to, to make me lose a lot of money. Wait, that guy was awful. He should have broken every one of Bland's records. That guy was awful. Um, but we're not here to talk about baseball. We want to do the NBA once more. Probably our last solo NBA-focused podcast for a while. If you missed last week's show... You can find it on MikeDropSports.com, iTunes, Spotify, Radio.com, a number of different platforms. Basically, we broke down all the moves from day one of free agency and assessed who got better and who got worse. But there was one move that was not made at that time, and that's the move that we'll spend this episode talking about, Kawhi Leonard. He chose the Clippers. That has massive implications for the Clippers, the Lakers, the Raptors, shockingly, the Oklahoma City Thunder and really the whole NBA landscape as a whole. So I have many, many thoughts on all of this, but Zach, these are your two teams. Uh, This is your hometown. What was your immediate reaction to hearing this news? I I think the news came out around like 1.30 a.m. on the night that he signed. So I was actually asleep. And then I woke up at like 5 a.m. naturally checked my phone, had all the Twitter notifications. And at 5 a.m., that was a lot to process because that was (laughs) obviously, that was Kawhi signing with the Clippers, Paul George being traded the Clippers. So getting all that information overload was was something crazy because this is something that just doesn't happen to the Clippers. This is kind of new territory. Obviously, the Clippers have kind of benefited from something like this where the Lakers were after a guy before, but the NBA blocked the Lakers from getting Chris Paul and the Clippers were able to swoop in and get that. So this is a little bit different as a player willingly chose the Clippers over the Lakers. And then obviously sneakily being able to recruit Paul George. And obviously what the Clippers did to trade for Paul George seems like a lot, but I have to imagine Kawhi went to the Clippers, went to Balmer uh, and the management there and was like, hey, I I like what you have here. Uh, It'll make my decision really easy if you go out and get Paul George. So basically that trade package to OKC with all those first round draft picks and Danilo was trading for both Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, in my opinion. 
Yeah, it was. You're right. It was a lot to process. I actually woke up at three a.m. and I looked at my phone very groggy. I saw all I saw was Kawhi L.A. and I just I got really really upset and sad. I thought it meant he was going to the Lakers. It was going to ruin the league, and I was just really disappointed. And then I kept scrolling, and I saw something about Paul George. Like, what's Paul George have to do with Kawhi to the Lakers? It took me a minute, and I was finally able to process and understand that this wasn't the Lakers. This was the Clippers, and this was a major, major blockbuster. Uh, one of the funny tweets that I saw over the weekend was, the year is 2083, and for the first time in 60-plus years, the an L.A. team is finally drafting their own player. It just seems like both teams have completely <laughs> mortgaged their futures, and that's great. I, I'm all in on this. There are – I have a lot of questions based on some of these moves. So you had just mentioned – I mean, to you it's all about Paul George, and that's why Kawhi went, went there. So if they don't make that move, if Oklahoma City balks, if – the Clippers can't put together the package. Is he a Laker right now? I think he's a Laker. I think uh, I think he did a couple things. I think it was a big test because there's also rumors where, obviously, he went to Lakers management and asked the Lakers to delay the trade, right? So that news is out there. I think Kawhi landed, obviously, very quiet. Like I mean, obviously, he did this whole thing with Paul George picking the Clippers. Everything was hushed. Every, you can go through every single media outlet, anyone who has sources, anyone who's been tweeting about this, every single person in the last, in the few days leading up to his decision had ruled the Clippers out entirely. Yep. There was, there was, <laughs> no, there was no shot at this. So, and then obviously Kawhi and his team are just saying, whole hum, whole hum. So all these guys with sources are just hearing – from either other players in the league who might have heard something or just basically just, uh, as we all assume, is just pure speculation at this time because only Kawhi knows what Kawhi is going to do. But I think this was a test because he liked to keep things close to the butt here and he wanted to see if what the Lakers would do when he told him to delay the push. And then that, that news apparently came out before he signed. So he goes, oh, I told someone at the Lakers this, Lakers leaked this. I kind of wanted this to be a little bit quiet. And then he probably at the exact same time texted Ballmer and the Clippers. We're like, hey, I'm going to be a Clipper if you go and trade for Paul George. They do this super quietly and then bam, you know, you get this double whammy. And obviously this is just huge implications across the board like you mentioned. I mean, I think when we were talking last time with just how the NBA was shaping up with you know, the Clippers were a pretty decent team last year, a playoff team, but with no stars. And if Kawhi never went there as a solo guy, we basically had the Clippers essentially missing out on the playoffs this year. So they just went from us, from basically everyone saying, they, they went from missing the playoffs to being the dead-on favorite to win the NBA championships overnight with these moves, which is crazy. I think the more crazy thing is, I agree they're amongst the favorites. There is no dead-on favorite. For the first time in, I don't know, decades, in maybe our lifetime, there's no, like, unanimous consensus favorite, which is awesome. And I'm so excited that he chose the Clippers for that reason. I agree with what you said, that I think he was testing everybody. I think Toronto, with this stalking of the airplane and being outside the hotel, 
the Lakers leaks, and I think Magic Johnson was talking to the press about what he told Kawhi. You didn't hear a word about the Clippers. I didn't even know for sure that he met with the Clippers because nobody talked about the Clippers. I think he was just playing everybody the whole time. Kudos to the Clippers. Kudos to Jerry West for pulling this off. Uh, it, Jerry West uh, is going to go down as like the greatest uh, ambassador for teams in whatever position he's held uh, with the Lakers, the Warriors, and the Clippers. Uh, what he's done is just ridiculous. He's gone out and got every single star imaginable to come play for a different team. And now for the Clippers, obviously, this is it's taken – a few years for the dust to settle from the darling Donald Sterling mess to getting now Steve Ballmer. So clearly this is, you know, a reimagining of a franchise. Now, obviously the Clippers, much like the Nets were in a huge market, but played the, the little brother role, you know, forever to the bigger stage. But, and that was due to bad uh, ownership. Now it's, it's crazy because you have two LA guys, Kawhi and Paul George teaming up basically. And Paul George basically said F you to LeBron when he didn't sign with us uh, and and when he signed with OKC instead. So now he was like, ah, Kawhi, I'm going to go play with Kawhi for the Clippers instead of play with LeBron for the Lakers and his hometown. It it says something. The Clippers just proved that they are – a true destination team now with Balmer uh, under the helm there. And it's, uh, it's going to be fun. And I obviously I know that when I meant like them, they're going to be the favorites, the dead on favorites, obviously for the past three years, we knew going into the season that the Warriors were going to go in the finals. Obviously no one's going to be saying the Clippers are there, but just if you're looking around the league with now, it's a two star team duo. So we've gone away from the super teams of three stars on teams to now having about 10 teams with two superstars on them. And if you go down the list with rosters, the Clippers have obviously, arguably, the best star duo. But then you can't even argue this. This is a dead-on fact. They have the best roster built around those two stars, which is why I'm just going out there saying that they are the absolute favorite to go to the finals. Yeah, I totally think it's fair. Um, to pick them to go to the finals for that reason. Back to the Jerry West thing real quick. He actually has been around for a long time in front offices. He helped build the 80s Lakers dynasty. He actually traded Vladi Divac for Kobe Bryant. That worked out for the Lakers. He convinced Shaq to sign there. I always forget about this. He did – he nixed a Clay Thompson for Kevin Love trade many years ago, and then they obviously brought Durant into, or helped – Bring Durant into Golden State, and then what he pulled on Friday night. I did, I got a lot of heat for this on Twitter when I tweeted this, and I'm very adamant about this take. And it sounds like you agree based on what you just said. I understand that the Lakers come away from this offseason with LeBron and Anthony Davis, and regardless, they're in contention for the championship. It is extremely embarrassing, in my opinion that they did not get Paul George or Kawhi Leonard. It's embarrassing that they were snubbed by those guys. Two local L.A. guys. Paul George said no last year. He didn't even give them a meeting. He just went. He just said the night before, I'm staying in OKC. And then now he wants to trade to the Clippers, not the Lakers. And Kawhi 
played the Lakers, in my opinion. I don't think he – I don't know if he was going to go there. He might have just played them, used them for leverage, and now he's the Clippers. So, however you want to spin this, the Lakers walked away with their two guys, but I think there's a sense of embarrassment that two local guys chose the other team over them. My other question for you about these duos, and I, I love that you brought that up. There are so many – Awesome dynamic duos in this new era of parody in the NBA. Which duo would you rather have, Kawhi and George or LeBron and Davis? And again, this is something that I have a strong opinion on, that I took a lot of heat for what I said on social media this week. This is, it's so hard. If you're going into next year, regardless of rosters, just going into next year, I think I would prefer LeBron and Anthony Davis only because you have that inside presence with Anthony Davis where you don't get with uh, George and Kawhi. But obviously with George and Kawhi, I mean, that's probably the best, deep, the best two-way star tandem we've ever seen since Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen. Uh, I, I, I believe people would probably agree with me on that. It's great. Uh, I'm glad that you said that because I saw the worst tweet in the history of the app the other day where someone compared this Clippers roster to the 90s Bulls. It made my head explode. It's so different. I, I, under, I understand the Kawhi, George, Jordan Pippen thing, but come on. <laughs> I, mean, I made that up on the spot just now, so I want to give kudos. I never saw anyone <laughs> compare them on Twitter. So I just want to be able to pat myself on the back for coming up on the spot there. But uh, – it's tough. Uh, it's 50-50. Obviously, I would take the Clippers roster over the Lakers right now. I think Clippers are the one seed, and I think Lakers are going to be anywhere from the, the five to the eight seed just because they missed out on so many quality free agents, not even named Kawhi Leonard, to really fill up this roster. And they kind of filled this roster with a whole bunch of question marks and just going to pray – it works that they can go on a deep run. But at the end of the day, if you get LeBron and AD in a playoff series and LeBron's apparently playing point guard, you have no one who's going to, like, it changes everything. It's, obviously, the Clippers are going to be the best defensive team we've seen in a long time, just from top to bottom. But you're going to be talking mismatches everywhere with LeBron there. So, I don't know. Maybe we, we do see a clash of Lakers-Clippers in the playoffs for the first time ever. I think that would be fun and great for the NBA, obviously, with, with maybe the two most eye-opening duos that we have in the league and obviously them being in the same city, playing in the same arena. That would be maybe the coolest thing ever. So I'm definitely rooting for it. I don't know how I'm going to react to it as I am a supporter <laughs> of both teams. And so this is the first time in my life where I'm truly conflicted. I don't know what to do. Um, so we're, we're having issues on a personal level over here, but that's a different story. But obviously the implication now is that the Lakers just had to go and sign the, the leftovers, essentially a free agency after missing Kawhi. And I think at the end of the day, that's going to end up costing them uh, a championship while they roster LeBron James. I actually don't hate what the Lakers did, but to answer my own question, I prefer the Kawhi Paul George duo. Maybe it's recency bias, but LeBron and Kawhi both played the fewest games of their career last year. LeBron, I know LeBron's numbers were amazing, but he is going to be 35. Davis does have an injury history. 
and Kawhi Leonard proved that he's a top three player, won finals MVP, and Paul George finished number three in regular season MVP. So give me the finals MVP and give me the guy that has won multiple playoff series over Davis. So the flack that I took was that the two Lakers guys are superstars, but so are the Clippers. And I'll take both Paul George and Kawhi over Anthony Davis. And I think, it's, and I it's don't think there's a major gap between LeBron and Kawhi, which is why I lean towards the Clippers. But I, I love this roster. I mean, this is the best. This is such a fun roster, the Clippers. Uh, I mean, it's crazy. You were starting three guys up top who are maybe that are probably all three in the top ten, like two-way players in the league. I mean, Patrick Beverly is a dog. That guy yeah. is such a gamer. So having him there, then obviously George and Kawhi are maybe the two top uh, on-ball defenders in the league. And then you have Montrezl Harold down low, who is a pretty good defender as well. It's just a crazy talented team, top to bottom. You have bench scoring with Lou Williams. It's it, it's crazy. If this team stays healthy, it, it's it's just so weird to think that the, the Clippers are NBA favorites right now. It, it's really crazy. The crazy thing to me is that they traded Shy Gilgis Alexander, and they're more than okay in the backcourt because they have Beverly, and they still have Landry Shamit, and then they have Lou Williams off the bench. I think they need another point guard at some point. They've got to find somebody. Um, but, I mean, yeah. I, the fact that you can lose Gallinari and Shy and be significantly better says a lot about how this roster is constructed. I, I definitely want to see Lakers Clippers. I want to see it at some point in the playoffs because there's just so much to it. You have Leonard and LeBron are two of the three best players in the league. They're the only two active players to win finals MVPs with two different teams. They've played against each other in the finals. LeBron's last game ever with the Heat was the, uh, the first time Kawhi had won. An underrated storyline that no one talks about is Paul George and Frank Vogel. First of all, I haven't heard Frank Vogel's name come up once since this weekend. Nobody talk, everybody talks about LeBron and the Lakers. I have not heard Frank Vogel's name since he was hired. I think Frank Vogel's a pawn. <laughs> uh, I think by Christmas, the new year, I think Jason Kidd's going to be the head coach. Um, so we'll see how that plays out. Frank Vogel is, I don't know, I, I just think that was a, a stopgap where they didn't want Kidd just as the announced coach, the signing, just because that would make headlines, but he'll take over. I think LeBron and Kidd have a great relationship. Uh, so uh, I, I imagine that that's going to happen midway through the season, whether they're having success or not. They were in Vegas the other day hanging out. So, yeah, there's definitely something um, to that. But I actually – I don't hate what the Lakers did. I love the Danny Green signing. I think he's going to get a million open shots a game with LeBron and Davis helping spread the floor. They still do have Kuzma. Obviously, bringing back Rondo, I think we talked about it last week. It always made sense. It was always a logical thing. Signing the Marcus Cousins, especially at that price, is fine. Again, that to me, that makes sense. I don't know why they keep paying Contavious Caldwell Pope. I, I think he's awful. I don't know why he gets getting paid. And the Avery Bradley move is a really underrated one as well. And we'll see what happens with the buyout market if they get Corver, uh, Iguodala. So 
there's still more moves to be made. I they think also they got some... Quinn Cook, and that move, that move, like sort of went under the radar. I like that move. I again, Quinn Cook's a solid backup. I like what they did. The thing with the Lakers to me is I don't think they finished near the top of the West for the simple fact that I don't think LeBron and Davis are playing 80 games this year. I think LeBron will play 70 because of rest. I think Davis, because of injuries and rest, will play 65 to 70. And I agree with that's that. That's not a huge deal, but in a, in a great Western Conference, in a deep Western Conference, those 10, 15 games are going to cost the Lakers positioning. I also don't think it matters. I mean, everyone's making such a big deal about the Lakers and how good they can be. Who cares? If they're the five, there's not that much separation between these teams. And if they're the five or the six seed, they can win the championship. It's right. There's no dominant teams ahead of them. I mean, if they're a five or six seed, they might get the Clippers, the Nuggets, the Blazers, the Jazz, and they could beat those teams. So I don't I don't see the problem. The whole Lakers mindset for the entire season is gonna go into the playoffs with a healthy LeBron and with a healthy Anthony Davis. You just mentioned it. You got those guys in a playoff series, you have a chance to win. It doesn't matter. Obviously, we've seen what happens with injuries. I'm not wishing, you know, injury bugs on any other teams. But all you have to do is get in. And from top to bottom, it's going to be a very competitive Western Conference. And it's just uh, playoffs. And it's just going to be, you know, it's going to be dogs going after dogs. And obviously, you want to have, the best players on the court in these series. Uh, the good thing is, is I, I don't think the, the Lakers will end up being the eight and if the Clippers are one. So we're not going to get a Lakers Clippers first round series. It's either going to be a second round or a Western conference finals, which is going to be really fun if it does happen that way. Um, hopefully it's a Western conference finals because the drama would just be insane for that. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's just going to be there. They're going to, I think they're going to take the approach or I hope they take the approach of what Toronto did with Kawhi and just really load management these guys, make sure they're not playing um, back-to-back nights, uh, just just making sure that these guys are well-rested because obviously what we saw with Toronto and Kawhi is he was well-rested going to the playoffs and then he was the best player in the playoffs last year and won a championship. So if you can just do that with LeBron and Davis, you've got a good chance. The crazy – Funny thing about us talking about a potential Lakers-Clippers, or realistic Lakers-Clippers-Western Conference Finals, is the fact that the Lakers have the fourth longest playoff drought in the league. They haven't been to the playoffs in six years. So, for most teams, just making the playoffs would be the goal. But we're sitting here, a team that hasn't made the playoffs in quite a while, since 2013. They also haven't won a series since 2012. And we're talking about them competing for a championship. And then on the other side, this is the Clippers' 50th year. Not only have they never won the finals, but they've never been there. They've never even been to the conference finals. So for, for them to be – for them to have the best roster and for them to be in this position, having never been in the Western Conference finals is just crazy. My last thought for you, especially as a Lakers fan, now that you see what they've done, they got Danny Green – they got Rondo and Cousins. Is it worth it to you that they pursued Kawhi? Was the idea of potentially getting Kawhi worth it? Was it worth missing out on Jimmy Butler, D'Angelo Russell, and others? Or, in, I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty here, but would you have rather them pursue those guys? Obviously, if they, if they got Kawhi Leonard, I think that guaranteed two to three 
championships. So in that regard, it, it's worth it. But at the same time, they could have gotten out and got Julius Randle or Al Horford or and like guys like J.J. Redick, who I think is an up. I like that Danny Green signing. I do. But J.J. Redick was probably the best shooter out there or Bogdan Vajanovic. If they went and got three guys, like three stars, like, like just Troy Daniels, like they're saying that they're calling Troy Daniels an elite shooter. It's like the guy barely plays. It's just uh, – I think they could have won championships by – Doing what the basically, if they signed what the Knicks signed, if you brought that Knicks free agency over to the Lakers this year, I think Lakers win a championship. Yeah, I it's tough. I mean, it's tough because it's hindsight, but I think if you have a chance to get Kawhi, I think you do it. They got Davis, I think they are set up to make a run towards the fight, towards the championship, regardless. Um, you're, I mean, you're right, it's. I don't. It took him a week to decide, and obviously that really cost the Lakers. But I think if you have a chance to pursue Kawhi, you do it. Um, the one team we haven't talked about at all is the team that Kawhi left, the Raptors. I've said this maybe a hundred times since last summer, and I'm going to keep saying it. If you have a chance to win a championship, if you have a chance to, to make a game-changing move, you do it, and you worry about the consequences later. I love Masai Ujiri for going all in. I don't. I mean, you can't say that it backfired. They won the championship. So, to me, they sacrificed DeMar DeRozan, a nine-year veteran there. They sacrificed their coach of the year. And now Kawhi's gone. They have everything to show for it, though. They have a championship to show for it. So, I mean, do you agree? Is there... If you were a Raptors fan, do you have any regrets right now about no. what happened? No, that banner is going to hang in their arena for the rest of time. And, and you also, that's I don't think you could be mad. If he had gone to the Lakers, I think I'd be a little bit upset. I think there's some bitterness there where you could have run it back with the Raptors. You could have competed for the championship. You're selling out. You're going with LeBron. But now he's going home and he's going to a team that's never won before. You can't blame him for going to the Clippers. It, it's crazy. I mean, the guy goes ahead and ends two super teams, wins a championship for the first time in Toronto, and now has a chance to win uh, a championship for the first time in L.A. I mean, this, when this guy's career is said and done, if he does what we think he's going to do with the Clippers, he is going to have a serious you're going to have to put him in a serious conversation of him being the great, one of the, the greatest player of all time. I mean, yeah, if he wins a championship with two teams that had never been to the finals, that's, that's quite impressive. <laughs> yeah, and, I, I'm trying to think. Has there ever been a player who's won a, a championship with three different teams? I mean, there's got to be, right? No, there. I don't believe there's one at the level of Kawhi. I mean, I think a guy like I don't know how many teams Robert Ory played for. Did he win uh, any with the Rockets? Or the Rockets ever win any when he was there? Because I, I mean, know he won guys, with the I, Spurs I and the there Lakers. Are guys that won three titles, but with three different teams. Yeah, but nobody but, like Kawhi. Yeah, it's. <laughs> yeah, you're not gonna have any star. I mean, it's ridiculous for a star to win win two. I mean, LeBron has a chance to win a third with the Lakers if he does that. Yeah, LeBron uh, and Kawhi both have a chance They're both having it. a chance to do it. I mean, that's that'd be a very cool 
thing to go down as a legacy. Yeah, because I just – there's no so, really thing to compare it to. So, here you go. So, Robert Ory did win two with the Rockets, three with the Lakers, and two with the Spurs. So the all-time bench he won mob. He multiple. was ultimate glue guy. And then I'm just – I'm scrolling through this list here. There's a couple of guys that have won two. Steve Kerr sends that. I mean, Steve Kerr won with two different teams, and then he coached the third team. I know that's not the same. Still pretty um, cool, though. John Sally in the 90s won with the Pistons, the Bulls, and the Lakers. Yeah, so journey. So essentially some pretty good role players who were journeymen in the league. I've had a chance to win with multiple teams. But, yeah, no star player, no all-star has gone on and won a championship with three teams. And we have – two of the greatest players in our generation having a chance to go do that this year and next year, essentially. Yeah, it's, it's – I mean, it's crazy. It's awesome that we get to witness this. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, for, to me, the Kawhi thing, it's, you can't have any regrets. You can't have any bitterness. And I think Nick Nurse had a great quote. He's like, he's going home. I mean, he changed my life forever. He changed millions of people's lives. Let the guy do what he wants. I – the more and more I think about it, so when we went through all the teams last week, we kind of overlooked the Raptors. I said they would be a fringe eight seed. I still think they're around – I think their ceiling is a five, somewhere between that five, six, seven range. I, I think the Raptors are going to be okay. They're not going to compete for a championship, but they do have Siakam. They do have Lowry. Um, Gasol. Gasol is back with Baca, and then your boy Anubi. Uh, OG Anubi is going to have to step up. So, And they added Stanley Johnson and Ronda Hollis-Jefferson. I think the next move that they make, go replace the best player in franchise history with the original franchise GOAT. Go get Vince Carter. Let him go end his career in the playoffs and let him end his career where he started. And to me, this is another no-brainer, and it's another one that I get a lot of flack for every time I say it. With all due respect to Vince and DeRozan and Bosch, Kawhi Leonard has to be the greatest player in Raptors franchise history, despite the fact that he played 60 regular season games. I don't care. To me, this is not an argument. He's the best player in franchise history. He did what nobody else ever did. I agree. <laughs> it's there. It's either him or Kyle Lowry at this point. Uh, I mean, the guy has gotten a, taken a lot of shit, even from me. We, we've told him he's oh, not yeah. a big-time <laughs> game player. But, I mean, this is the guy who's been there his whole career, and he ended up having a pretty good overall playoffs, and he's been there. He's the guy. Obviously, Kawhi was a superstar. But, yes, Kawhi is the reason why they have a banner up there. Uh, he did what no one thought he could do was go win a championship. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I agree with you uh, on that. That is just unless, you know, Kyle Lowry can find a way to, to win a second, there, I, it's Kawhi's to lose now. Someone's got to go earn that right to, to take that from Kawhi. It's funny how the circle of life works in the NBA. The th- three years ago, the Thunder turned Serge Ibaka into your boy Oladipo and Domantas Sabonis. Later, Ibaka, I guess 56 games later, Ibaka went to the Raptors and just helped them win a championship. But the Thunder then turned Oladipo and Sabonis into Paul George, and now they turned him into Shai Gilgis-Alexander. Gallinari and about a hundred draft picks. So the Raptors are going to be fine. I still think they'll be a playoff team, even if they're not a championship contender, but the Thunder are not going to be fine. Uh, they've now lost over the last, I guess, decade, eight, seven, eight years, whatever. They've now lost Harden, Durant and Paul George. 
Westbrook. And probably Westbrook. And yeah, I mean, that has to be the next move. Whereas, I guess the Thunder, I guess it's the right move, right? I mean, they're a middle of the pack team. I don't think they were going to compete for a championship, but Paul George really didn't want to be there, right? I mean, I guess he didn't have a choice but to move him. Right. And, and I mean, at this point, teams are going to be trying to acquire Russ versus I don't think there's disgruntled stars out there where the Thunder can go acquire a guy to come play with Russ right now with all their assets. Uh, so you might as well just go all in and just really build for the future because now with just solo Russ and solo Steven Adams, that has that has no chance to compete for a championship right now, which is which is sad because I mean Russell Westbrook is a a special talent in this league. He's had he's been on some really good teams. He's been in the finals before uh, and has come up short, but uh, it's just you gotta just you know tip the cap to the Thunder. They had a great run. They have great fans, but sometimes you just need to to start over. And by starting over is just continue to get assets and, and trade Russ. Yeah, and Kevin Love, Bradley Beal, and Blake Griffin all stand out to me as guys that the Thunder could maybe pursue if they wanted to pair Russ with another star. But I think at this point, with all these picks in the future, it's, it's probably time to just move on from Russ. Um I, I, I think the Heat make the most sense. I think the Heat are going to go from the lottery and having no all-star caliber players to having two superstars. What do you think? I mean, where do you think he goes or who do you think is the best fit yeah, for us? I, I definitely think the Heat's the best fit. And if the Heat are able to get them, and, it's, and we're talking just a simple package basically of like Drogic and Winslow for, uh, for Russ. And I just think with, Russ and Jimmy Butler and just the, the way with the Nets not having Durant this year, I think the Celtics are going to be really good, but I think that would move again, the heat from the lottery to maybe the, the Eastern conference favorites. Yeah. It's a weird, I mean, that's a bizarre fit Butler and Westbrook. I just think Miami thrives on star power. It's not the most passionate fan base in the world. So I see him going there. The thing also is he's not – it's not like he's asking out. You know, he's not a disgruntled superstar. He's been the heart of the Thunder for for so long that I don't see them shipping him off to, like, I mean, Detroit and Minnesota, Cleveland. I don't know. I don't see them shipping him off to some random team. If right, they're going to do right by them. In him and he wants to go to the Heat, they would sacrifice one or two draft picks or one or two prospects – to do right by Russ because it's also a good faith thing in the future. You show guys, yeah, we do right by our players. Right, exactly. I mean, the Thunder have been already doing that after they traded Paul George. They let some of their free agents uh, pursue other options too. So they're they're doing that good faith now. But uh, I mean, just you know, going back to what you mentioned, like uh, just now with the Kawhi consequences, I, I just think about it. Like this is the first time that the NBA has had true parity in 30 years since before Mike. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, you had – I mean, going back – I mean, even before Mike, you had Showtime Lakers, then the Bulls, uh, and then kind of like the new-look Lakers, or then like the Rockets, then the Lakers of Kobe Shaq, then the Celtics, then, I mean, then the Spurs and the Pistons, and then the Heat, and it's just 
you always knew essentially the two teams that were going to go and be in the finals together, essentially. And now it's, you can pick four teams, four teams from each conference that you could say, Oh, I could see that being the NBA finals going into this year. Definitely. I actually think off the top of my head, I think the last time we had a wide open NBA was probably 1999. That was the Spurs beat the Knicks. It's kind of like the segue in between Jordan and the start of the Lakers dynasty. The Spurs had Duncan and Robinson. I don't think anyone necessarily expected them to be the consensus favorite. And then the Knicks and the Pacers. So that's 20 years since we've had such a wide open league. It's been, so that's, I mean, free agency was pretty quiet other than the first 24 hours. And then Kawhi, is there any other moves that kind of happened uh, beyond the Kawhi move and beyond the ones that we talk about that, that stood out to you? Uh, I mean, the stuff that's been eye-opening. Uh, I mean, the Knicks continue getting guys. Marcus Morris today. Saying, I love you know, that move. Person. That guy's a dog. That guy plays hard. And he's good on a $15 million contract. Watch. The people are criticizing the Knicks for not taking on these salary dumps. But Marcus Morris making 15 mil, if that's going to be the contract, and if he does end up signing, that's the guy that gets flipped in February to a contender. And the Knicks get a first-round pick, or they get some kind of future assets because some playoff contender is desperate, for, like you said, for a dog, for a guy that can just battle. And then here's this news that just got tweeted. Uh, the Warriors just waved Sean Livingston. All right. I don't think – I think that was – yeah. I mean, that's a big move. I think that was expected. I think they needed to clear more money, and he had some kind of guarantee on his deal. But they're really – this is – I said this last week. I'm standing by it. I don't know that they make the playoffs. They've reloaded their entire team. I mean, Livingston, Iguodala, these guys weren't the best, but they were big parts of those – of that core. Yeah, I mean, they they've won championships by having the depth of those veterans, and now they don't have that depth. Obviously, they replaced it with you know a star in D'Angelo Russell in the meantime. But it's just uh, it'll be interesting to see how they just jive. And D'Angelo Russell even had a quote today where he goes, "I understand this is a business. I'm here to go help make the Warriors uh, competitive right now. But if this isn't the fit in the future, I mean, this could be a guy who gets traded." at the deadline this year, for all we know. Yeah, definitely. And the one last thing on Russell Westbrook, the one team that should not pursue him, please, for the love of God, the Knicks. This is what people have been talking about for months. The old Knicks would be all in on Russell Westbrook, but I don't want a 33, 34-year-old making $44 million. And the Knicks just don't make sense for him because they don't have anyone to partner him with. I'm not sure that the – I mean, the Knicks might sneak in as an eight seed – with him, but then they're kind of locked in for the foreseeable future with Russ and being a mediocre team at the bottom of the East. Right. Uh, it's just going to be crazy. There's just going to be – it's going to be interesting what kind of moves are going to be made at the deadline because obviously so many path the or majority of the league was just signed in free agency this year and everyone was on those coveted two-year deals or one-year deals like you mentioned to Marcus Morris. So there's, gonna, there's potential for a lot of moving pieces for teams who are really going to try to go after it to win a championship this year when the parity is wide open. And that's why I think it's good for teams like the Knicks, even a team like the Wizards with Beal and the Cavs with Kevin Love, because 
if you have a chance to go all in, I think teams are going to sacrifice multiple first-round draft picks and multiple young assets, if that's what it takes, to go get those guys. So good news if you're lottery-bound and you have assets. I think those assets are going to be way more, um, way more valuable this year than they've ever been. Absolutely. I mean, just thinking off the top of my head, just for the Knicks, uh, obviously Marcus Morris comes to mind. Guy like Wade and Ellington comes to mind. Taj Gibson comes to mind. There's there's a lot of these guys where picks can be had, and and Knicks need picks in the future. So I, it, it's just a good time to be a Knicks fan when they when they missed out on star players. I don't know if it's ever a good time to be a Knicks fan, but it's not. <laughs> it's not. It's not the worst time. So. Like I said, the opener, this will probably be our last NBA exclusive podcast for a while with football on the horizon and the news will probably start to slow down with this being our last NBA focused podcast. Wide open NBA, your very, very, very early predictions for the 2020 finals. Clippers Celtics. What about you? I'm going to go Clippers Bucks. Even though I've been saying that I think the Celtics are the top team in the East. I'm going to, I think the Bucks are going to bounce back. I'm going to go Clippers Bucks. All right. Well, we'll see what happens uh, uh, in eight months from now. <laughs> I think the season starts, what, in October? I know uh, the and schedule right comes around out. Halloween. Schedule comes out in August, so I can find out if I get to go to a game in L.A. I got to convince my father and out to buy Clippers season tickets and Lakers season tickets. Yeah, I'll be circling, <laughs> uh, I'll be circling uh, probably about between five to ten home games for the Bulls that I'm going to want to go to, and uh, I'm excited. And the Bulls, have, I've come around on the Bulls. You said last week that you think they can compete for that eighth seed. I've come around on that. I think they can. I, yeah, I like what they've done. I, I don't like their coach. I don't like their front office. But if they stay healthy, um, they actually have a really talented team. They do. And they're just – all I care about is in the market I'm in because I, I don't pay for NBA TV or the NBA package. I might have to do it this year, though, just because of the, the parody. I never got – I haven't been this excited for a regular season in quite some time, obviously, since maybe the, the Kobe, the years, obviously some Chris Paul and Blake Griffin, but it's been a few years, obviously, just with the Warriors dominance and LeBron dominance in Cleveland, where there was just the same repetitiveness going on. There was just so much excitement for the NBA, where now it's like, I'm going to be excited to, to stay up late on TNT nights and ESPN nights for to watch basketball games because any the drama is so real now that there's just so many teams that have a chance and it's it's just going to be so much fun to to really watch it all play out this year. There you go. That's the slogan. NBA 2019-20. The drama is real. I love that. I think that's your your hashtag and your slogan because it is going to be really really dramatic and really awesome to be a basketball fan. I cannot wait. And I also, I know we said this last week, cannot wait for football. We'll see what happens in the NBA over the next week or so. But probably our next podcast will start to focus on football. Thank God. Yeah, I'm going to have to brush up on my college uh, knowledge a little bit. I've been uh, starting to follow some people, looking at, you know, scouting some teams and, and try to go by conference and stuff. But then NFL, I, I'm geared up. I'm, I'm ready for that. So, yeah, definitely excited to get into football season. I'm geared up. No Zeke suspension. Ezekiel Elliott is freed and exonerated by the league. Thank God. Cheers. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening. Check us out on MikeDropSports.com, on iTunes, Spotify, 